you ought to send that worship into the heavenlies tonight. You ought to release your faith into the atmosphere tonight. I'm going to tell you what happens. Jesus healed the ten lepers. But there was one of them that had a revelation. And when he saw the hand of God on his life, he turned around and the Bible said he went to Jesus. And he fell on his face and began to worship. And when he did that, he unlocked something in the spirit. There was a gift of restoration that was already waiting for all of them. But not all of them experienced it because they never entered the dimension of thankfulness. I'm going to tell you what happens. When you begin to praise God in advance, your miracle starts looking for you. When you start praising him in advance, there's something released in the spirit realm and your deliverance starts looking for you. I wish I had a witness in the building. So somebody right now ought to send a signal into the atmosphere of this place and let your miracle, let your answer, let your breakthrough begin to chase you down. Give him a shout of praise. You ought to take 30 seconds and praise him like it's already done. He did. Go ahead, Brother Gene. He did it. Go ahead, Brother Gene. He did it. I just got to wait for Kronos to catch up with Kairos. It's already done. My God, it looks like Lazarus is dead. But the word said that his sickness was not unto death. I'm just waiting on my timeline to catch up with God's word. He did it. Woo! You can be seated if you can tonight. You can keep shouting if you want to. He did it. He did it. You ought to get those three words in your spirit tonight. He did it. Past tense. He did it. It's already done. It's so good to have all of our guests in the house of the Lord. Rock Church, help me make some noise. Come on, we can do better than that. Help me make some noise for all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord tonight. 
Help me make some noise for everybody streaming online with us tonight. Come on, they're streaming from around the world. Somebody give God a praise and welcome them. It is so good to have Pastor and First Lady Parker with us tonight and some of the great saints from Calvary Apostolic Church in Bradenton. Come on, help me put your hands together. Make them welcome tonight. I want Pastor Parker to come and just greet the congregation tonight. Come on, put your hands together for this man of God. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Feels like Pentecost in here. The world and we too are celebrating Independence Day. 245 years of America. It's a birthday today. A little over a year before, in, in April the 19th, 1775, there were some men that took a stand in a battlefield or, or a farmer's field outside of Lexington and said, hey, these are our ammunition. This is our guns. You ain't getting it today. And they made a stand. And it came to be known as the shot that was heard around the world. And it changed all the history of this world. Now, these wasn't the army that we see today. But this was a ragtag bunch of farmers that had some broken down weapons. But one thing they had in their mind, you may be looking at your adversary. Can you imagine the might of the English army marching across a field at you? Can you imagine them marching with all the, the, the finery of the, of the king's army? It was probably scary. But we got an adversary, the devil. And sometimes through the week, Brother Williams, our adversary starts pushing us around. But there was something about these men that said, I'm going to stand right here. I'm going to make a stand right here. I may die here. I may purchase this piece of ground with my blood. And that's what we got to do as blood bowl. Children of the Most High God is make a stand and say, I'm standing right here. Devil, you may fight me, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to fight you. I preached this morning, freedom's not free. 2.8 million American soldiers, men and women, casualties of war in the last 245 years. 40,000 today missing in action. That's not in that number. Half of that died, gave the ultimate sacrifice. Freedom's not free. Let me tell you something. What you have in here, this freedom, this liberty to worship, it came at a price. It came at a cost. If you're going to have a relationship with God, it's going to cost you. The gift of the Holy Ghost is free. It's a promise to everybody. But you're going to walk in relationship with Him. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you faithfulness. It's going to cost you a prayer meeting. It's going to cost you some time in fasting and studying the Word of God. 
Freedom's not free. We got freedom and liberty in here. I feel it tonight. My, my, my. But I can tell you, it cost some saints of God some prayer meetings. It cost them some laying on their before God, God, we send us a revival. God, let's send us labors into the fields of harvest. I'm thankful to be a part. I give honor to my bishop. Here, when I came here eight months ago, right about here, that man laid hands on me. He told me, he said, I believe in you. You know what? I didn't know what I was doing, Brother Williams. God had put a burden on me. Oh, God had put, I, I didn't know what, I had never pastored, had never started a church. But still tell my church, if I mess up, give me a little bit of slack because I'm new to this. Right here, y'all gathered around. And you know what the prayer he prayed? He said, God, we don't have time for it to start and grow normal. Did you say it? Did you say it? What are we, seven, eight months into this? Had about 40 in service this morning. The devil has come in and he's fought. But you know what, Brother Williams? I've felt them prayers. I felt them prayers in the low moments. You have low, low moments? Yeah. Yeah. I fight him just like you do. It's a long time between Tuesday night and Sunday night for our pastor too. You hear me? I'm thankful for the Rock Church. I'm thankful to be a part. I'm thankful that, that you took me in, me and my family. Brother Williams, 2018, I came to Bradenton, me and my family riding around, feeling a burden, feeling a calling. Me and my son, my daughters, and my wife. Unsure. No security. I looked at my family and I said, when we come here, I didn't know what I was talking about. I said, we're going to be alone. Family's going to be a long way away. We're going to be the only one here. And God took two years to prepare. He sent more of my family. We moved here 10 strong. The first time we gathered, we had 33 in our congregation. And before I ever had a service, I came to the Rock Church and I was adopted in. There was a door there was a relationship open has said brother Parker we believe in you and it ain't only been in words but it's been showing up it's been financial it's been help it's been text messages and phone calls brother Parker I just want you to know I love you we believe in you whatever's built in Bradenton Florida will be built by the help of our bishop and this church Thank you. Thank you. You know what? It's time to make a shot across hell. 
that's heard all the way across hell and make a stand. Whatever you raise up against me, Satan, I'm still going to your gates. I'm still going into your communities. I'm going to reach the drug addict. I'm going to reach the alcoholic. Brother William, so many times that scripture is used as hell coming against the church. I don't read it that way. I've read a lot of war books. I like war. I don't know why. And I've read, I've studied war. I have never in my life read any general that grabbed a set of gates and took it to the battlefield and set it up. Not once. In all of history, not once. Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know what that means? That church that he talked about just a little bit, it's walking into hell. It's going to the gates and said, devil, I'm here to serve notice. I'm coming to get them. Your lost family, you need to tell the devil, I, I have blood invested in this spot of ground, in this church, and I will not. You young men shouldn't have no problem tonight. The anointing of God is here. You know, when they begin to sing, sometimes pastor just needs to go somewhere and get some strength. I had moved my service to Tuesday night. Do you know what? In July, I moved it back to Wednesday night. You know why? Because I miss coming to the Rock Church on Tuesday nights every now and then to get some strength. I love you, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you. I, I can't say it enough. Thank you for believing in me. Just a little old country boy from Louisiana and Missouri with no good training, with, with no seminary, but a love for the lost, with a burden for lost souls on the lower east side of Manhattan. Wondering what my calling was. See, I'd had a calling all my life. Mom and dad back there raised me in the house of God. My only drug problem is I was drugged to church and youth camps and camp meetings. It's the only drug problem I ever had. When the doors was open, I was at the church. I never asked mom and dad, Did we, are we going to church tonight? Never asked that question. It was never a question. We're going to church, prayer meeting, work night, fellowship night, family night. But on the lower east side of Manhattan, knocking doors for Hope Corps, a little oriental man come to the door and began to ask him questions, trying to talk to him. He couldn't really understand English. But I'm trying to tell his girls about Sunday school, about Jesus the next day. This grown man in this country looks at me and said, Jesus, who is Jesus? I never heard of him. Half a block from an apostolic church. Half a block from an apostolic church. I had to turn my back and walk away, tears running down my face. And then it was then that I realized, I know who I am in God. I'm a soul winner. I'm a soul. I'll go to the streets. I'll walk in the streets. I've been cursed. I've been spit on. I've been told you don't belong down here. Yeah, in my city. In my city. 
had to warn my other son and tell him, son, when I walk back by here, you stay on that side of the road because he ain't totally quite uh, got it all, you know, prayed through you. He got the Holy Ghost, but he, he got a little feisty in him. Man started cussing me and calling me a pedophile because I invited him to church and told him we had a children's ministry. You know what I did? I walked by him, I dusted my feet off. When he told me, you don't belong in this street, this is where they get killed, I said, this is exactly where I belong. This is exactly where, and I'll be back. That's what I told him. And then he started to curse and be foul. And I dusted my feet off and I said, I won't never knock that door again. Unless it's somebody else. I said, but I'll come down in here and I'll find children. I'm a soul winner. You let them talk against you. You let, you let them curse you. But it's for him. I love you tonight. Come on, let's give God a praise for what he's doing in Bradenton, Florida. Come on, let's thank God for the Parkers. Let's thank God for soul winners. Wow! If you believe the best is yet to come, give God a praise tonight. Hallelujah! Woo! Did y'all ready for some preaching tonight? Come on, you shouted with the beat. Can you shout with the meat tonight? Stand on your feet, grab your Bibles. Woo! I hope y'all ready tonight. Go with me to the book of John chapter 8. One verse of scripture. Verse number 30. Y'all don't have to listen so quiet. John chapter 8 verse number 36 says this. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. And for a few moments tonight, uh, we're simply going to preach uh, freedom. I need you to turn uh, to three people standing next to you. Uh, tell them this is the sound of freedom. Put your hands together and give him a praise. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. I said we are free from racism. I said we are free from what the world has to tell us. I said we are free from having to feel about the color of our skin. If I'm white, then I must have guilt. If I'm black, then I can't do anything. I am free. I am free. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. The world will tell you because that you are a person of color that you can't make it in America. The world will tell you because you're a white man that you are terrible. But my Bible tells me in Galatians 3 and 29, if you be in Christ, that you are Abraham's seed and, and heirs according to his promise. So, so you shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be the lender and not the borrower. You shall be the first and not the last. He who the Son has set free. We are free from generational curses. We are free from all the things that our past family has done. You see, my dad, he was a womanizer. My dad had children out of wedlock. His dad was a womanizer. His dad had children out of wedlock. His dad's dad was a womanizer. His dad's dad had children out of wedlock. 
but he who the son has set free. Now, I don't have to worry about it. I got two kids, a beautiful wife, because he who the son has set free. I said, we are free from fitting in. We are free from having to fit into the rest, the rest of the world has to offer. We're free from having to watch all these shows, to listen to all this music, because he who the Son has set free. I'm telling somebody, I'm free from demonic, demonic possession. You see, six and a half years ago, there were three demons that were trying to mess with me. They were trying to tell me, you need to kill yourself. They were trying to tell me, you are worth nothing. That you should have never been born. That you should have never been alive. But my God was faithful. My God was true. Jesus led me to the Rock Church of Fort Myers, and I was baptized in the only name of Jesus. And when I was filled with the Holy Ghost, those devils had to go. Those devils had to flee. I say, when you're washed and you are clean and you get filled with the Holy Ghost, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, those devils have to go. Those devils can't be here anymore. Because like I said once before, he who the Son has set free, say it with me, church, is free indeed. I'm telling somebody what we're having here tonight. We have freedom in God. We have freedom in the church. We have freedom to worship. We have freedom to praise. We have freedom to lift our hands. We have freedom to be everything God has called us to be. So I'm telling somebody, I'm telling somebody, I'm telling somebody right now, you can hold on to the word of God. You can hold on to his promises. You can hold on to everything God has for us. Because if his word is true, it will be done. If he said it, it will be done. Oh, come on, someone. Come on, so praise him right now. Praise him right now. If you are free in this house, if you are free in this house, praise him right now. Worship him. Jesus. Jesus. You know, what's great is we're free from false doctrine. We're free from the, the lies of the devil. We're free from all these things that's telling us that we need to be. I don't know if you're a Mormon. I don't care if you're a Catholic. I don't care if you used to be a Trinitarian. But when you come into the house of God, I say, when you come into the house of God, you feel the Spirit of God. You feel the presence of God. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, He will lead you to all truth. He will lead you to all truth. Because He who is who the Son has set free is free indeed. Come on, somebody. Lift your hands and praise Him. Lift your hands. Come on, somebody. Clap their hands tonight. If He broke the chains of addiction tonight, Someone clap your hands if you broke the chains of depression, chains of oppression, chains of anxiety, chains of low self-esteem. Somebody ought to praise the Lord tonight. Come on. Amen, amen. I'm thankful to be in the house of the night tonight. I just want to say our message tonight is freedom. The problem with our world is they enjoy being bound locked up, chained up, addicted to their sins, addicted to pain, addicted to misery. They enjoy paying the price of getting high. They enjoy the, the price of getting drunk. 
living in a life of immorality. But when Jesus came, he came, he paid it all for me, he paid it all for you. So I don't gotta go to the club, I don't gotta get high, I don't gotta get drunk. He paid it all for me so I can come to church, I can lift my hands, I can shout. I can leap over a wall. He paid it all. I'm free. Someone said, I'm free. Amen. The, the, God is not a liar. John 8, chapter, and chapter 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, he shall be in free indeed. God didn't mess up. You could walk in this house tonight. God can free you tonight. If you want to sit there, look all cute, go ahead. But if you want to live a life of freedom, if you want to live a life of victory, if he's done it before, he can do it again. He can do it again, because he did it. He did it. Come on, somebody, why don't you lift up your voice to Jesus? Hallelujah. Can I get an amen in the house of God? Hallelujah! If the, <laughs> if the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Slavery is the state of a person who is held in the forced servitude, which is submission to a dominating influence. Our sins turn into habits. Our habits turn into addictions. And our addictions turn into a tolerance, which is the capacity to turn whatever is difficult or disagreeable without complaining. Sometimes we give our situations, our circumstances, and our sins the credentials to keep doing and keep living the life in the way that we're living. The pleasures of sin only last for a season. And at the end of the day, you have to go to the same toll bridge. And, you got, and then all of a sudden, you don't realize you have all this debt sitting above your head. And sometimes it can get unbearable and we turn it into a habit. It's just my nature. It's, there's nothing I can do. There's no way out. But can I tell you that there is a way out? The scripture says in Isaiah chapter 61, verses one to four, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives, to the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for actions and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called the trees of righteousness and they shall build the old ways they shall raise the former desolations they shall repair the waste cities the desolation of many generations i have freedom because he went to calvary for me i have freedom because he shed every last drop of his own blood i have freedom because he delivered me from an abusive relationship. I have freedom because he delivered me from my immorality.
reality of which I am two years now clean. I am freedom because he took a molested young boy like me. Yes, this white boy right here. I was molested as a little kid. I have freedom because he went to Calvary for me. What about you? Come on, somebody shout freedom tonight. Come on, somebody shout freedom tonight. Come on, dance like you got freedom tonight in this place. Come on, forget about everything else and think about where you could be. What could I have been if not for the blood of Jesus? When he went to Calvary and he died on the cross for me. Come on, too often, too often we take it for granted the freedom that we have, not in the, in the natural, but in the spiritual, because when God went to the cross, he had a plan all along that we wouldn't be captive by sin, and we wouldn't be bound by the sin of this world. Come on, I'm not who I, I should have been. I'm not who I, I could have been. I'm not who I was destined to be because of the blood of Jesus that he shed on Calvary. I'm here to tell you tonight that this, if this is your first time in a house of God, I want you to know that there's freedom in this altar for you. I want you to know that you don't have to live a life of bondage and sin. I want you to know. Satan would like nothing more than to sell you a bill of goods and to tell you you ain't got nothing to live for. He would like to put a spirit of suicide on you, but there is something living for. Let's thank God for freedom in the spirit. Come on, come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want you to know that there's a plan of salvation for each and every one of you. I don't know if you've ever been here before. I'm not talking to the saints. I'm talking to the first time visitors. There's an altar up here. And I'm telling you, you don't have to live a life of bondage. You don't have to live a life of sin. You don't have to live a life of defeated. When God went to the cross, when that crown of thorns was shoved on his head, and when the nails went through his wrist, and when the nail went through his feet, it was for you so that you could find freedom. Hallelujah, hallelujah, come on. There is a plan of salvation. It's Acts 2 and 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not for an elect. It's not for some certain individual. It's for everybody. It's said for the promises unto you and to your children. And all of them are afar off. 
on somebody, can we say freedom tonight? Is there any freedom people in the house tonight? I said, come on, is there any freedom people in the house tonight? You see, when I was a child, I was in captive, not knowing what's going to be of my life. But one day, one day, God sent a preacher in my life to set me free. Amen. And tonight we're preaching about freedom. I say, is there anybody in the house that's in freedom tonight? Think about it as freedom and salvation. We are all born in sin and shape and iniquity. The secular world lived by lies of the enemy of spiritual attack. But let's speak about 2,000 years ago when a man named Jesus Christ saw our sins. He saw that we was captive and he raised his dead, right? He got on the cross and he died for our sins. Come on, somebody. When we, when we ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, he forgives our sins. 1 Corinthians 6 and 11 says, But you were cleansed, you were made holy, you were made right with God by calling on the name of Jesus, Lord, and the Spirit of God. Your spiritual life means more than your secular life. You may come tonight and you may wonder what's going on. You may see all these people yelling and going crazy, but we have a reason. We have a reason because we are free tonight. Come on, somebody. One of the greatest gifts of God is freedom. John 8, 36 says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. So because of truth, we are free tonight, somebody. Come on, let's give God some praise and come to give God glory. Amen. I wonder if there's some free apostolics in the house tonight. According to the Webster Dictionary, freedom refers to a state of independence where you can do what you like without any restriction by anyone. Moreover, freedom be called, can be called a state of mind where you have the right or the freedom of doing what you can think of. I want to tell you guys a little story real quick. You guys have heard it before. Little Johnny walked into the classroom and he was jumping up and down because he was happy. And his teacher told him to sit down once. And he told him to sit down twice. And he got in trouble for jumping up and down. And at first, little Johnny was sitting there. But as the teacher looked over, little Johnny got a smile on his face. And little Johnny started laughing. And little Johnny just started having a good time. And she walked up to me and said, bro, what you doing? You're in trouble. And he said, I may be sitting down right now in the physical, but in my mind, I'm jumping. I'm running. I'm playing. I'm having fun. I've come to declare in this house, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what your situation looks like. I don't care what you may be facing. But when you have God on your side, you have the freedom, and no matter what the devil throws your way, you have freedom. You got to understand that God gives freedom. And let me tell you, you know what God gives, nobody can take away. The government can't, can't take it away. The devil can't take it away. As we already read, Romans 6, 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but we're under grace. When God came back and he died for our sins, we got free from the bondage of sin. 
I don't know who is in this place. I don't care how condemned you're feeling from your past sins. I don't care what you did in your past. But when you went down in that watery grave, God washed every sin away. If the devil wants to remind you of what you've done in your past, you remind him of Revelation chapter 20 verse 10 that says that the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and he shall be tormented day and night. Devil, I may have messed up in the past, but you're headed to hell in your future. This is my last point. In April 23rd of 2015, in Atlanta, Georgia, nine-year-old Willie Merrick was kidnapped. And as his kidnapper threw him in the back of the car seat, and he was taken off, Willie just began to do the only thing he knew. And he began to sing the words of every praise. And he began to sing every praises to our God. Every word of worship in one accord. Every praise. Every praise. And little Willie said that the driver said, can you shut up already? Can you stop singing? And Willie kept singing. And Willie kept singing. And Willie kept singing. Finally, the driver just grabbed him and said, get out of my car. Let me tell you, no matter what bondage Satan has you in, when you begin to praise your God, when you begin to call on your God, He will make a way for you. He will open the door. No matter what you're going through, God will give you freedom. Somebody lift your voice in this place if you're free. If you're free tonight, you want to lift the roof off this building. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Brother Parker was all over, all over what I wanted to say tonight. Literally from the beginning to the end. So I'm just going to try and come up behind him and, and kind of grab onto his coattails if that's all right. Amen. There's always a price for freedom. There is always a price for freedom. When you look at different wars, the Revolutionary War here in America, 1776 is when they declared independence. Thousands of men died for the independence of the colonies and for religious freedom. The freedom that you and I feel here today was bought with a price. The Civil War, millions of dollars were spent and countless lives were, were taken all in the name of freedom freedom of slaves we're here today the way we are congregated the way we are because men laid down their lives on a battlefield and also think of Calvary it's been mentioned countless times so I might as well mention it again one innocent perfect man went to a tree and he hung there and he breathed his last breath and said it's finished and after he did the veil was torn and his spirit was released into the earth and there was freedom for all mankind but there was a price to pay may we never May we never forget the price that was shed on battlefields for our freedom. May we never forget the price that men of old had to give so you and I could be here today.
worshiping God but also can I add may we never forget Calvary may we never forget the cross with a where a man with thorns in his hand and with nails in his feet and nails in his hand where he died and gave freedom to for you and me today is a day that we stand here and we honor all the fallen men that gave us this land of freedom but can I also add today that today is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. And because today is the day that the Lord has made, I've got a reason to rejoice. Because today is the day the Lord has made. You need to remember the sacrifice. Every time somebody goes down in the water, it ought to be a remembrance for you way back when you were in sin. Every time somebody walks in here, being down by drugs, being down by society, being down by the devil, it ought to trigger something in your memory. Where you look back and say, God did it for me, baby. God can do it for you too. May we never forget the price that was paid. See, we couldn't do it on our own though. Romans 8, 1, 2, 3 says, there is therefore now, everyone say now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ, Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. You know what, this isn't even part of my notes, but as I was standing over there, I felt like God telling me something. There are people in this house today that you are free, but you don't feel free. I just want to leave you with this. If you're baptized in the name of Jesus, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you are a child of the King. You are a child of the King. There was a price paid for you, and you better never forget it, babe. You need to walk in your authority, walk in your dominion, because you are free tonight. Somebody lift your voice and shout, I am free. All right, Satan, that's the sound of freedom. You hear me, devil? This is the sound of freedom. This is the sound of freedom. On July 4th, Trevor's all up in my notes, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. On July 4th, 1776, the United States gained its independence from Great Britain by Continental Congress. Freedom is having the ability to act or change without constraint. To be free is to possess the ability to change easily and is not constrained in its present state. The, the sun shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. A free person has the freedom to do things that will not and cannot in theory or practice be prevented by other forces. I said a free person has the freedom to do things that will not and cannot be prevented by other forces. For the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church because the church taken by force because if the sun shall make
you free. You shall be free indeed. January 34th. January 31st, 1865, ratified on December 9th, 1865, the United States Congress passed what we know as the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which is the abolition of slavery. Freedom is the will of God to be free in your spirit and to be free naturally. I, African-American woman, stand here today because Jesus has made me free. If the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Every nation, every creed, every nationality, these are the last days. He's pouring out of his spirit upon all flesh, white flesh, black flesh, yellow flesh, brown flesh. If the sun shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith the Lord. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And he's going to pour his spirit upon servants and handmaids. I will pour out in those days of my spirit. Oh my God, it doesn't matter where you stand, social, economic status, the world will tell you that you're a minority, but the word of God tells me that I'm above and I'm not beneath. I will not be identified by the tactics of this world in the name of Jesus. And let me tell you, my God, before he placed the stars in the sky, he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. He had freedom in his heart for you freedom in his mind. The Bible says the wages are sin, of sin or death, but life is God's gift eternally. Are you free tonight? Are you free tonight? Hallelujah. Do I got any apostolics in the house that have been set free? Do I got any apostolics that have been blood washed? Do I got any apostolics that are free and know that the Lord made you free. Somebody lift up your voice. Somebody lift up your voice. The Bible says, if the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Come on, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. God is not a man that he should lie. I said God is not a man that he should lie. If he said you're free, it doesn't matter what the enemy says. The enemy could be telling you, you know what? You'll never get out of that situation. You'll never get out of debt. You'll never. But you know what? He who the Son has set free is free indeed. That word indeed. That means it's a guarantee that no matter what, I'm free. No matter what, I'm free. Woo! I've been made free. Somebody shot free. Somebody shot free. You know, there's a difference between being set free and being made free. There's a difference. There's an act. There's a difference. You see, being set free is completely different from being made free. I can 
I can, I can capture, to be set free means that you were once free and now you're captured and you're, you get let go again. If I capture a bird, that bird was free at one point. And then you know what? I had it and then I let it go. I set it free. But there's a difference between being set free and being made free. There's an act of God making me free. There's an act of God making me Thank you, Jesus. John 8 and 34, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. You know, I used to be bound by sin. Sin was my master. There was a point in time when sin would have to call my name. And you know what? No matter if I didn't feel like it or not, I'd have to bow my knee to that sin. That sin would have to call me out and say, you know what? It's time, John. It's time. And I'd have to bow my knee to that sin. But he who the Son has set free is free indeed. Listen to this. The next verse, John 8 and 35. And it says, and the servant abideth not in the house forever. I said, the servant or the slave one who's bound is not, is, don't, doesn't abide in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. There was a time when I went down in the waters of Jesus' name. I said there was a time when I went down in the waters of Jesus' name and I was set free. I was set free. I was made whole. I traded in my chains. I came to God and I traded in my chains. He saw my bondage. He saw my sin. And he broke the chains. I was made a new creature. Listen to that. I was made a new creature. Stand with me all across this house. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I said he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. I was made free. I was born free. God adopted me. I said God adopted me into a new family with a new last name and a new heritage with a new inheritance. And he made me a son of God. I said he made me a son of God. I said he made me free. I said he made me free. I said he made me free. I I went down. I came up a new creature. Woo! Galatians 4 and 4 says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that he might receive the, the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore there are no more a servant. I, the Bible says, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God. I'm telling you, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you got a promise on your life. Come on, somebody, you got a promise on your life. That's why. Come on, somebody, you need to get up and you need to get to this altar. Because you know what the Bible says? Let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace and a time of help in need. I'm telling you somebody, I dare you to just take about 60 seconds. If God has set you free, if God has set you free, you ought to shout, you ought to dance because you know what he did it. 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 He did it for me. He did it. 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 He did